Lola Bunny has graced us with her presence thanks to Bugs Bunny Builder star Chandani Parak. And be sure to listen for your chance to get a special discount to see Bugs Bunny at the Symphony in Los Angeles. So, take it away, Lola. Of course you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadet? <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, I'm Sabina Graves, and... Here with Jonathan Graves, host of the podcast, <laughs> in this Live in La Vida Lola episode. <laughs> oh, if you're if you're tiny, if you're loony, if you're a little bit cartoony, <laughs> you've come to the, right, come place. the right place. <laughs> this is, of course, you realize this means podcast, a Looney Tunes discussion, and it is our. You know, our goal to reintroduce Looney Tunes back into the fold and talk about these characters with the reverence that they deserve. And we had a Looney Tune grace the show this episode. And it is so cool to see, you know, the actors behind the voices embrace the characters like this. Yes. So Chandani Parak is on this episode and she talks to us about Bugs Bunny Builders, which if you are unfamiliar is a preschool centric show on Cartoonito and Cartoon Network, as well as the streaming service Max, formerly known as HBO Max, formerly known as HBO Go, the home box office. <laughs> and we are so grateful to have her talk about the the show and what it means to her and how it's you know informing kids as they're growing as they're developing and learning you know ways to work together learning teamwork learning community building community building and collaboration i think it's really strong and something that audiences should not just brush away i think this is a really great looney tunes program and i am so excited to talk about it with her yes and in this show, the characters aren't watered down. They are their loony selves, and they do have really fun pairings. You get Lola Bunny talking to Tweety. You get Bugs talking to Foghorn Leghorn, who runs Looneyberg. You get so much uh, out of this as a Looney Tune fan, and the characters are wacky and are true to their what energy. came before. Yeah. yeah, their energy matches what came before. And I, I think it's a really good send-up and something that parents should take note of when looking for programming for their kids Definitely. at that developmental age, for sure. But before we get there, I wanted to let our audience know that they can get discounted tickets to the beloved film and orchestra concert directed by George Doherty featuring your classic Looney Tune characters with a a promo code and that promo code is friends of bugs you don't need to capitalize anything and the link to where you can put this in at will be on my instagram this means podcast as well as the podcast page itself over at podbean so find the link click it and then enter the promo code friends of bugs and you will be automatically discounted 20 percent off of all ticket sales 
this is the first time they're going to be playing at the Microsoft Theater. So it's a new location. It's a new opportunity to see these characters on the big screen with your family and just kind of celebrate the the work of Carl Starling and Milt Franklin, who brought those those scores, those classic Looney Tune scores to life in front of your eyes. You get to see the orchestra play the instruments and those sounds be generated live for you. It's it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and experience for sure. Uh, Sabine and I actually went to the Vegas uh, uh, symphony for this, and that orchestra was incredible. And the experience was wonderful and magical. Oh, yes. I mean, there's just nothing like seeing these cartoons with the music just like bouncing off the walls around you. And honestly, you know, when you watch a Looney Tunes cartoon, um, I mean, nowadays you're watching it either on Max or like on YouTube, but to kind of see it in an audience with, you know, children laughing and adults laughing is such a joy. And fellow fans. I mean, there's going to be a lot of Los Angeles fans of Looney Tunes there and probably some people that have worked on the shorts themselves. So, Buy your tickets now and as soon as possible because this will be selling out. It's one night only on July 30th. So buy your tickets and use that promo code Friends of Bugs because we're all friends of bugs if you're listening to this for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so without further ado, here's our interview with Lola Bunny. It's so great to have you here, Shandini, as you are the voice of Lola Bunny, and I feel like you embody her in spirit as well. Uh, you are, you play Lola Bunny on Bugs Bunny Builders, and that is younger, dem- younger demographic and aimed at preschoolers and kids learning the value of sharing, caring, and just, you know, overall celebrating life and enjoying and growing. And I, I just... I'm so thrilled to have you. First of all, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan, Sabina. It's such an honor that I get to even be a guest on your show. So I'm thrilled that you guys even invited me. Thank you. (laughs) The pleasure is ours. And I just wanted to talk to you about this beloved character. She is an icon. She is the first female character within the Looney Tunes that really made a pop. And that was back in 1996 in Space Jam. And I feel like you have really elevated her in the minds of children, especially those that are growing with the franchise. Can you talk a bit about working on this project and what it's been for you to uh, create Lola in this realm of... Uh, as a architect and as a, um, you know, a teammate, a a co-lead of the Bugs Bunny Builders team. Yes, exactly. It's been such an honor to be on Bugs Bunny Builders. It's such a great show. And uh, yes, like you said, watching her in Space Jam and then just seeing the evolution of her through the different demographics and different renditions has been such an incredible journey to watch and her to still keep this integrity that she has of being such a leader and boss. And so strong like she's just even in the original face band she's such a strong character she knows exactly who she is what she wants and playing her on Bugs Bunny Builders it's so much fun because it is for a younger demographic so it is very playful and um still being co-leader right there with Bugs the same way they were on their basketball team is (laughs) such a (laughs) it's such a cool transition for them to see what other worlds can they be in and I think Builders just did such a great job of giving them this role of 
building things together as a team and community and the entire city of Looneyburg and all the characters that, you know, are, are join us um, and introducing them all to this younger demographic is such an honor. It's, it's exactly where I want to be with her. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And it's so great to see you, you know, bring new life to the character. Like Jonathan said, um, what was it about Lola when you came in that inspired you uh, to get really, you know, in there with her and create your version of the character to, you know, a new generation of kids grow up with? Yeah. So when I saw Lola and, and I got to see some of the gorgeous art that they had of her, I looked at her just like every other cartoon in a sense where I'm just like this isn't this she's Lola Bunny she is this iconic character but she's in the world of Warner Brothers Looney Tunes she's just a cartoon in a Looney Tune which is how I feel in the world of animation is I'm not I don't just look at myself as female I'm like I want to be a tune I want to play and I feel like that's exactly what Lola is she's just another goofy silly character who has her eyes bug out of her head sometimes and gets her ears tangled up and all the same kind of adventures. She just happens to be, yeah, female, which doesn't, in my audition, it didn't stop me at all from being as wild and crazy as anyone else in my own voice. Um, and I think the strength in her is something that I kept in mind when I do do her, her voice and her um, character in session two is that she is just very strong in her decisions, knows what she wants. We have characters like Daffy who just make me laugh so hard when I hear his lines or read the script and see the silly things he says. And um, yeah, with Lola, she's always goofy and then she keeps the boys in line. <laughs> and I, I love that with her because she does get distracted as well. So that's really fun to play on. Um, but yes, it's, it's it's pretty cool to keep the tuniness of her too. Totally. I love that aspect too. And something you touched upon was seeing the artwork. The animation in this show is really good and I think yeah. underrated as far as a Cartoonito show or something that's on Cartoon Network right now. Um, yeah. Regardless what demographic is going for, like they did a really good job of making the characters. I mean, we watch yeah, it. Yeah, it I know. It's so good. <laughs> it's so it good. is. The characters feel like the characters uh, from Looney yeah. Tunes. And, yeah. um, you know, another aspect of this show that I really enjoy is that you have these different pairings or, or interactions. So most recently you went to space as Lola Bunny and got to help Canine with his doghouse. How fun was that to read and perform on the day and just get to play with that character in space? It was, it's so cool. It's so cool to be able to imagine. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Glenn and Abe Audish, who are on the show, and, and uh, you know, she is the showrunner for it. She is so wonderful about creating the world because I see the script. And then as she's uh, directing me, just her creating the entire world. So I feel like I'm here in this booth alone in space. And uh, yeah, it's amazing to be reading with Marvin the Martian and, and such iconic characters in a different world other than planet Earth, which is where I feel like we are all the time, just off on another world. So, um, yeah, that was a really fun episode for us. Uh, yeah, dealing with gravity and, and all the different <laughs> things that you don't get to play with in everyday roles. No, so inventive, so, too. Yes, yes. The whole aspect of it. 
So yeah. working with Eric Bauza and Bob Bergen and, uh, you know, the, the entire cast, they, they really elevate this show. And again, they're, they're pulling from the, the great roster of voice talent that Warner Brothers has on other Looney Tunes projects. Could you see yourself be Lola in something else down the line, possibly? Or do, do you feel like uh, Bugs Bunny Builders is where you're going to, like, make a home? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely made myself home here in, in Looneyburg with the Builders, but I would love to continue to uh, portray her in any other rendition they have. I would be honored to. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I have my eye out for those. <laughs> well, as a fan, we would love that, too. I think that, again, the, the spirit is there. And I think in the long legacy of uh, it's a short lived legacy, but the legacy of voice actors that yeah. have been behind this character, I think you're in the upper echelon of that. So congratulations on making this Thank such a, a well-rounded character and somebody who uh, teaches and inspires kids. I think that is really important in today's current climate of things. But also just just having that as a Looney Tunes show is so great. So. It's so great. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that, Jonathan. Yeah, that's very kind. And yes, it, it, it's such an honor to be able to wear this hat for as long as I can, um, because it's, you know, like I said, this is exactly where I'd be. It's my favorite demographic to work with as well and impact. Um, so this has always been my goal. <laughs> it's wonderful. I'm curious, you know, like we're talking about how like Lola's history is definitely shorter than the other Looney Tunes. I grew up with like Space Jam and Lola yeah. in that way. I want to know, you know, like, how did animation inspire you growing up in your career path as an actress? And was Looney Tunes a part of sort of like the shows or content that you grew up on that kind of like really informed that you wanted to get into this? Yes, space? absolutely. And and it's funny because I, I've done interviews and I don't just say it, it it's always been Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny that has done it for me. So um, I, I was born in Italy. I would spend every summer going to India. And when I was there, it was Looney Tunes that we would get to watch because they and they would also get shows a lot later. But <laughs> being in India, watching this American cartoon that was so like, it just made it seem like, wow, look at what they're doing over there. What a world. I want to be part of it. <laughs> and I never in my life dreamed that I would actually be able to play in this world. So uh, yeah, it's, it, it was definitely a major inspiration. Bugs Bunny was in my house growing up and, <laughs> and it was always on if, if I had the chance to watch it. That's awesome. Yeah. As for us too, I, we both grew up with Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny was ever present. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love, I love what fans you guys are as well, because it's, it keeps it keeps the legacy alive as well. It's such a great show, and these characters are just legends of cartoons. They are original characters, and for they do deserve the kind of respect that you guys are are showing. And far, as far as these are, you know, yeah, they were pioneers in in animation, and they're still here today in all their different versions. So it's incredible to watch the evolution. So thank you guys for keeping it alive as well. It's remarkable it's our pleasure <laughs> yes i love that it's your pleasure because i know <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> um, uh, but did you also consider yourself more of like a winter brothers like dc fan like growing up like you know because you're also a part of the batwheel yes. show which is so exciting because yeah. you get to like be a version of like a dc like character which is so cool a villain no less. yeah so uh <laughs> 
opposite Lola because she's just such a nice, friendly girl. And then there's Harley that's just nuts. And I love playing her too. So it's I love the contrast of them both, but both still very playful and they just want to have a good time. <laughs> One just has uh, not as good judgment as Lola. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how you uh, just exude this energy that comes across in the characters it's you're having fun with it but it's also of the world like it makes sense yeah. in the world and i i just i think that your embodiment of both characters is true to what has come before so i think they did a really good job of um handcrafting the the show around your voice if that makes sense yes yes thank you so much that means so much to hear as well because yes as you, i love everybody's rendition, everybody's version of each character. So I think it does bring to life a lot of, um, I, I mean, the demographic, it serves exactly that. So I do like the more playful, fun, free-loving spirit that um, I feel like the the world's call for when I'm reading the script and see what they're going through. So yeah, a little friendlier. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Are there, are there any moments that particularly stand out to you that like you're like, inner fangirling that you actually get to perform as either one of the characters uh you know i i love when mary elizabeth she mcglen she uh reads with me so she does some of the voices and has fun with them if she's reading like tweety or porky or someone and because we we don't get to record ensemble right now which just bums me out because i would love to be in the room with eric bows and bob Bergen, but uh, when she reads with me and I'm like, I can't believe every time I look at a script and I see it's like Tweety, Daffy, but like, uh, this is my script. <laughs> it's, it's outrageous. Um, yeah, the little jokes that they have. I, I love, I love all of it. Just seeing Porky stuttering and me, you know, keeping up with him is, it's all, I still count my stars that I get to be on this show <laughs> and read with these characters. Totally. I mean, they are iconic and having them in this world and, you know, in front of kids and in front of all audiences, because again, this is for all audiences, not just yeah. the, the younger demographic. I mean, they that's where yeah. they're aimed, but anybody can watch these. Completely. And I think that the embodiment of the characters is there. And yeah, I think you elevate what's on the page because it really sounds like Lola. When I close my eyes and think of what Lola <laughs> sounds like and I, I hear you, I think you're right there with them. So yes thank you yes <laughs> it's beautiful to hear <laughs> music to my ears <laughs> you mentioned you know like it sucks that you can't like do ensemble recording yeah. at the moment but um did you meet any of the cast members oh that little sneeze was our little dog Gus Gus. Oh, Gus Gus. oh my gosh that's so <laughs> sweet oh my god Gus Gus so cute <laughs> He's good and being quiet, but he had a little sniffle just now. Oh my God. That's um, but yeah, so like, just guess of him from Cinderella, of course, right? Yes, <laughs> I love exactly. that. I love um, <laughs> Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know have you met the cast members before joining the show? And have you hung out with them like since to kind of like get a gauge of the energy? you know, you're working with that you can kind of like envision when you're recording. Right. Well, it's such a small world in Los Angeles in the voiceover industry, which is really great. But when I got when I got booked onto the show, it was pandemic. So it was 2020. I did meet Bob Bergen on a Zoom, which was really cool. Uh, I didn't get a chance to tell him because I was still under NDA, but I'm looking at him like, ooh, we're going to be working together soon. <laughs> so I was thrilled that I got to meet him that way. I haven't met him in person just yet, 
Uh, Eric Bowser, however, every time I go to session, after session, I'm like, let's go, let's go get coffee, let's do something. <laughs> so I get to see him uh, a little more often. I met him after the show, even though we did know each other through industry, like just social media followings, all of that. Um, and I, you know, we knew our work and everything. So when I got booked on the show, I, I definitely told him. <laughs> and then um, the first time I met him, was after one of our sessions, I said, let's meet. And then we met at a coffee shop and he's like, nice to meet you. Do you trust me? I'm like, yes, <laughs> of course I trust you. And he's like, let's go to Warner Brothers. And then we went and saw our um, billboard across the Warner Brothers anime. And so that was my first time with him is when we were Aww. taking pictures and we did a whole <laughs> shoot. Cause I was like, oh my God, our show is on a billboard. It's insane. <laughs> Yeah, like the I, know, I think I know what while you're talking about like the big one on yes. the little board where it kind of just over the whole yeah when that was up we were so excited it was so exciting yes they have a whole Looney Tunes thing up right now for of course <laughs> yeah yeah it's celebrating open. celebrating WB 100 and yeah. as far as somebody who's a part of Warner Brothers uh what is the legacy of Warner Brothers to you and like how did that again shape your life and and want to bring you into the fold you know, I love this 100th year anniversary because they're giving us flashbacks of all these great iconic films that you forget how just impactful these films are for you. So, uh, yeah, I had no idea until you get reminded of these classic films that, yes, that fully impacted me. I forget that Warner Brothers created so much brilliant work. Um, yeah, everything. I just, yeah, <laughs> it, it's amazing to see and drive by and see all of the huge billboards they have and TV shows, everything. They, I, I can't think of a better, bigger station than Warner Brothers, honestly. That's, yeah. Definitely, and oh my gosh. And Lola is so well represented in like a lot of the marketing and yes. merch for the for the yes. 100. Um, were you a like Looney Tunes, like fashion girly growing up? Like I remember in the nineties, I had like all of yes. like the streetwear style <laughs> Looney Tunes. Yes, I definitely yes. have all of it. I have her, you know, I have her jersey, her bat, all of it. <laughs> like I don't, I I should wear a little more, but um, yeah, I have so many t-shirts. I have so many animated shirts. I usually wear them to my sessions, and <laughs> it's great to be able to represent that. Because as a kid, yes, I I wore all of this, all of these animated t-shirt stuff. I think all of us voiceover industry people kind of worshiped the whole world of tunes. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to still flex that. <laughs> no, totally. And they've been doing a lot of collaborations too, because you have, and I'm hoping Lola gets included, but they have currently uh, Bugs Bunny as Superman and Daffy as Batman statues. And um, I'm yeah. hoping they come out with a Lola as Wonder Woman one. That would be really cool. And yeah. just having the the world embrace these characters all over again, I think is really important for the legacy of them, but also the franchise and and just the iconography of of the whole yes. Looney Tunes as a, as a whole. So um, Lola being there in every step of the way, I think is really important and really cool that they've included her not only in Bugs Bunny Builders, but in, you know, future projects as well as, you know, Tiny Tunes and, you know, subsidiaries of, of right. uh, Looney Tunes. So it, it's just all really exciting. And um, and the theme parks, have you seen like the uh, characters? <laughs> I know uh, Warner Brothers Abu Dhabi has like a bunch of like yeah. Lola's. They had like a DC Lola and they have like the 100th anniversary. Yes. Like it, it's 
Yeah, I'm so jealous of all that. I definitely have seen it. It's it's pretty cool. And even when they did their collaborations with a lot of the clothing lines here, I bought a bunch of stuff from Boss. You know, <laughs> it was it was a really great collab, and I'm glad they're including her in everything because she is a staple character for Looney Tunes now. Absolutely, she's not. I don't think she's. Yeah, I think she stands out as one of the main characters. And Warner Brothers does such a good job about making sure that that is who she is, too. She stands out. She's not just, yeah, she's never been a side character, I think. She's always been coming. <laughs> and this is this is the year of the Wabbit, so. <laughs> that it is. And I love her can-do attitude. Like, throughout all of the iterations, she always has that, you know, I can do something. Like, out of the most insurmountable odds, it's always a part of her character to be like, no, I can conquer that. Absolutely. I love some of, like, we got to, um, you know, we've done, like, the panel at Comic-Con, which was so oh. much fun. And um, we've, like, you know, just been able to get an early glimpse at like scenes that ended up like being premiered. I know one, one of my favorite ones this year was definitely the year of the <laughs> yeah. Um like clip uh with the dragon. It's like, oh, who could be underneath the dragon? <laughs> so cute, right? Yeah, they do such a great the writing on the show is is incredible. Writing the art, it's such a great collaboration of of creative minds that go into it. So yeah, they're so funny. They make me laugh and I, I'll play them constantly and <laughs> my background and every time something different catches me with someone's delivery or some clever line or some sneaky <laughs> like thing they throw in there and you get a lot of puns there was uh like, talking yeah. of rough housing and a couple of other uh dog puns yeah. in that dog episode um i i just love how they embody the character but also make it fun and friendly and but also comedic in that way yes exactly i love those two in, in session we call them dad jokes i'm, I'm looking for my dad <laughs> joke where i get to throw in there something silly <laughs> like get it <laughs> i love those <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and spending a little time in looneyburg talking about all of the characters over there um do you want to let people know where they can find you online and where they can follow your work yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm very active on Instagram, maybe a little too active, but <laughs> I post a lot of updates there first. It's Chandani Parak underscore. And then that's the same for my Twitter. So Chandani Parak underscore. Cool. Yeah. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you guys so much. It's such an honor to be on your show. I'm so happy to have met you here like this. So <laughs> wonderful speaking with you. And that does it for our interview with the voice of Lola Bunny on Bugs Bunny Builders. It is so nice to see such a talented individual be a part of such a great show. Oh, for sure. And she was such a great conversation. I can't wait to see where else she'll be popping up next. Yeah, totally. So, Sabina, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter at Sabina Has No R. And on Instagram slash TikTok at Going Cool Places. And I write over there at uh, io9, that website that is fun and <laughs> very pop culture very, you know, uh, genre specific. And I write about all sorts of things, film, TV, animation, theme parks, and fantastical destinations. And the most recent thing you did was went to New Orleans and you got to experience what it was like to 
embrace that culture that's going to be inco- incorporated into the Tiana ride. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're at Tiana's uh, Bayou Adventure, which is going to be at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And Disneyland. I love plugging that on a Looney Tunes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It's important to obviously cartoon fans, but also yeah. like the culture. So definitely it's it's going to be really fun and, you know, uh, going as part of a sort of research trip with Imagineers, like how they would go to a place to do research for an attraction was a dream come true. Yeah, that's so cool. And you can follow the Instagram and Facebook at This Means Podcast, as well as the Twitter at OFC This Means Pod. I am also on TikTok, where I'll be talking all about the Coyote vs. Acme movie, the latest feature film to be produced by James Gunn, starring Wiley Coyote. And I cannot wait for more news to drop about it so I can tell you all about it. Keep it tuned in, because that's not all, folks. Keep it loony.